0: Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by VIP digital editor Bronwyn O'Neill. Hello. How are you? I am very good. So what should we be watching this week?
1: So this is a documentary that I am kind of obsessed with. It's called The Devil on Trial and it is on Netflix. And it tells the story of this man who became the first person to ever use demon possession as a defence in court, mm-hmm. he killed a man, just like randomly killed um, someone and he went on trial and he said, I was possessed by a demon. Now, if this story sounds familiar, first of all, it is a true story. Um, and secondly, it was in one of the Conjuring movies. Now, okay. I don't watch the Conjuring movies because I'm a scaredy cat, <laughs> but that that story is awareness. um yeah. it's in is one of the movies is based on that story mm-hmm. because the Warrens who are in the conjuring are real people and they were really involved in this case. Um so originally a little boy, I think he was like seven or eight, claimed to have been possessed by a demon. The Warrens came out and exorcised him and then the demon apparently went into his sister's boyfriend uh, who then committed murder. Now I don't really, (laughs) I don't really care if you believe in demons, if you don't believe in demons, if you don't believe in any of this. I just think it's really, 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 really interesting story. They also then look in the documentary to what if it wasn't a demon, like what was really going on, what Mm. was happening in that that house. And it is only about 90 minutes and I do wish it was maybe like either longer or a couple of episodes because they kind of only touch on everything and I was like, No no, no Netflix, <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. this is your bread and butter. Get into it. I want to know exactly what happened. And another part of the documentary which I have to say, you know, is a bit distasteful, they a man was murdered in, in this and they don't really mention him whatsoever. Um, you know, he's not the focus. Yeah. It's like, this poor family, what happened to that family? But like, what happened to the murder victim's family? Which mm-hmm. I understand is, is tough, but <laughs> I think in this one specific case, it this it, it needs to be investigated. It needs to be looked at more. And apparently people in the UK are using demon um, possession all the time for for murder cases. So there you go. Didn't right know the,
0: that. I didn't know that. That's fascinating.
1: It's it's really wild that you could like, I, you know, insanity is one thing that you can claim. But now we're saying I possessed wasn't me the devil did it. Sorry, I don't even want to joke about that. No, <laughs> it's, not. it's too much um, for me. But yeah, I think it's really, really... It, it's, it's one of those documentaries that I just like, every time they spoke, I was like, wait, what? And I think what potentially could be the truth um, that they touch on in the documentary is even more interesting than this he was possessed story. So... Mm. Definitely give it a watch.
0: Do you you think they might do a follow-up or is this it now for this story?
1: I don't know. I'd love if they did a follow-up, but at the same time, I wonder, do they have to pay the Warren estate if they do this? Because they obviously wrote a book, first of all, on this specific case and then the Conjuring movie was uh, one of the Conjuring movies was, was based on it, so would Netflix have to pay them to to use that story? Absolutely. I don't, yeah. I don't really understand how it works, but I also don't really uh, like the Warrens as as um for what they did uh, back in the day. But you know, that's a conversation for another day.
0: Yes, and we'll move on to Fellow Travelers.
1: This is. Different, no demons. Um, this is Jonathan Bailey who plays uh, Anthony Bridgerton in Bridgerton new show. Um, so immediately I was sat down. I was like, I'll be watching that. Um, it is him and Matt Bomer, who I'm pretty sure was in Magic Mike, but is also in um, White Collar and stuff like that. He, they play um, two men in the political scene in the sixties in America, and they start to have a love affair obviously at the time that was first of all illegal um, and then obviously very dangerous for them in their careers so it's quite interesting to see the kind of how how much they push their own boundaries for their love of each other and it spans from the 60s to the 70s to the 80s um, and obviously there was quite a lot of stuff happening for queer people across the world at those times so it's really really interesting and that's on Paramount uh, if you have that streaming service.
0: (laughs) We were only talking about this earlier on. There's so many at this point, isn't there?
1: (laughs) There's far too many. I always get Paramount and I think there's another one that I get uh, confused with. But I can't even think of Peacock, the new Peacock one, which I think might be on Sky. See, there's far too many for me to, for my little brain to handle. Can we please go back to the days when, it was just Netflix giving us all the shows.
0: Yeah, it makes things easier. But sure, look, now we've loads of different shows. So I suppose we can't complain too much.
1: We, we cannot complain.
0: And I suppose if you want to step away from the streaming platforms and open yourself a good book, you're saying the Britney Spears, The Woman in Me.
1: Oh I mean it's the book that everyone's talking about yes. and I love Britney. If you couldn't tell I adore this woman. I have been a fan of Britney since I was like four years old. I used to do concerts. I used to put on um, her album and just perform it to in my kitchen to probably like my long-suffering mother <laughs> and my, my nanny as well who <laughs> was like please, please stop singing Britney and I was like I simply won't. Uh, um, but so I, when the news came out that she was writing a memoir, I was like, oh, I don't know if she want, if she should be doing that. If it, this is the time for her to, te- to, you know, is she in the right mental state to, to do this? And I will put my hands up and say she completely is because this is no holds barred. There, she just like addresses everything basically that was spread about her in the press. She talks about her relationship with Justin. Obviously, that kind of has grabbed headlines. Yeah. And then she had to come out and apologise, which I find really hard to be like, oh, I didn't want to hurt anyone. This, that was my intention. My intention was to tell my story, which I think is really unfair because that's what she did. Like, this is her side of the story. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like that, like, tough, basically, uh, you know, she hasn't been able to tell her story Ever and then she was in a conservatorship for 13 years, where she didn't even she wasn't even allowed to use her money. She like discusses being on not even a budget, but she was given like a an amount of money, like pocket money basically, the money that she had earned herself. I was told this is how much you can spend every week, which you know is insane. And I think it's a really really interesting read. She doesn't like beat around the bush. There is no like. And I went here and I did this, it's like boom, 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 fact after fact, was <laughs> kind of knocking everything down. Mm-hmm. And she's even hinted that part two could be coming. Oh. So I, you know, I'll sit down again because this has reportedly become the fastest selling book ever. And it's no surprise that, that it is. That doesn't
0: surprise me at all. And I suppose she probably did that where it was just fact, 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 because We'd heard so much. Obviously, the Free Britney movement happened and we all heard about that. At the start, I didn't believe that. I thought something crazy was happening online. I didn't realize it was actually legit. So then when that all started to come in out or come out, I think we all kind of had questions, even though you didn't know whether or not you should really be wanting answers to those questions because of the situation she'd been in, that I suppose she was just like, look, I just need to tell my side of things and I'm kind of glad she got to do that. But I didn't realize she had to apologize. That's not right.
1: No, because I don't think she said anything. She, I will say, Brittany is very... She has a lot of grace and a lot of love in her heart for literally everyone, even her her family, even Justin. She, like, kind of just... Def- not defends them, but she's mm-hmm. like, I understand what they did was wrong, but also, this is probably why they did it. And I was like, Brittany, you are too good because if that if the situation was anyone else, I don't know if they could have... That space to forgive people or yeah. even like understand them, even if she hasn't forgiven them. But yeah, and like obviously, even before the conservatorship, there were all these, like, you know, she was like chased by the paparazzi yeah. constantly. There were all these tabloids about her, and she was like, this is what was really happening behind like closed doors. She discusses having like postnatal depression and stuff like that, which, you know, is very you know it, it's, it's not an easy thing to live with and then have cameras shoved in your face constantly mm-hmm. and then on top of that to go in through a divorce i love Brittany and i'm so happy that britney is free and i love her instagram and i if you want <laughs> to write 12 more books i'll um, <laughs> buy them all
0: you're backing britney as a writer <laughs> <laughs> excellent brown o'neill vip digital editor thank you so much for chatting to us
1: thanks for having me